Hi, this is Jimmy Bratcher, and welcome to The Real. Well, I feel all right, but I'm kind of bored. My friends are scared, and they're starting to hoard. And I got them coronavirus blues. Hey everybody, how you doing out there under house arrest? We're all locked up. They got us locked up via the coronavirus blues. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you listened to the last episode of this. It was very important. We're talking about different times and what they mean. And we're camped out on the word kairos, which is a Greek word that's used in the New Testament, and it's about the right season or occasion. Uh, Some Greek dictionaries define it as the appointed time. And some people say it's about, you know, it's about long-awaited hope coming to fruition. And we're we're right now find ourselves in this time of uncertainty. We can't control it. And that, for me, I'm a control freak. It freaks me out. I want to be in control. But you know what I found? There are a lot of times where we don't need to be in control. You know, I'm this way that, you know, whenever I'm looking for direction or inspiration or motivation, I always look, you know, prayerfully consider it, uh, I'll meditate. I'll be thinking about it. I'll be walking around, you know, thinking about it. Some of my most inspirational times, man, I'm really getting personal here. Some of my most inspirational times happen in the shower. Why? I guess it's because um, my conscious mind isn't engaged in, in, in taking a shower. And so my subconscious mind or the voice of my heart, which is another way to say it, all of a sudden just comes leaking up in through into my consciousness and I have these inspirations. I've written songs that way, sermons that way, I've had business ideas, many other things. Last episode I talked about when, you know, right before we fall asleep, right before we wake up. Those are the most creative times and and there's there's physical reasons for that. It's, you know, sleep cycles and and when we are going through the alpha state in our sleep cycle, then, you know, the way I define it is is that my mind shuts off and then I can hear what the Bible says is the voice of my heart. And that's, that's the unfettered voice that's not encumbered by having to have the information that comes from our senses. Because right now, our senses are heightened. They could be heightened in a good way towards an awareness or a new awareness of God in our lives, or they could be a heightened to a new awareness of what uh, you know the information world is feeding us, what we see on the news, uh, the fear that we see in people's eyes. You know, when I go to the store, which I don't, haven't done, but just a few times in the last month. But when I go to the store, I look and I just, it's like people are scared. They don't want you near them. They don't want you talking to them. We've all got masks on. It's like completely bizarre. But still, this is an opportunity. There are, I believe, and I'm believing for myself for this. So I'm preaching to them, the preacher, preaching to the choir right now, to the choir of myself and my own heart. But I'm believing to come out of this with some strategic 
defining moments in my life. And those moments may even catapult me into the next thing that happens for me. You know, our lives are are really defined by just a few moments that really make us up, you know, that really make up who we are and what we'll become and how we develop and all of those things. Recently, I was preaching at uh, my friend Alan Neal's church down in in LaPorte, Texas, Life Community Church there on Fairmont Boulevard or Fairmont Avenue. And uh and I was preaching there and I um they have a new youth pastor. And so they were introducing me to the new youth pastor and and his wife and his wife came up and we were talking and I said, "So so do you do this full time?" And she says, "No." I'm a high school English teacher. And all of a sudden, my mind goes back to my my freshman year in high school. I'm 16 years old. I'm quitting school. And I, I mean, I'm quitting school, and the school made me take a piece of paper around and have all of my teachers sign it. Basically, it was one last attempt to torment me into not quitting school, which I now later so appreciated. Then all I wanted to do is get out of there, you know, because at that time when I was 16, all I wanted to do is play guitar. I was going to be a rock and roll star, you know. And of course, obviously, I've never made it. But here I am, 66, and I haven't quit trying. So you got to give me that. But my mind in that very moment flashed back to my the only person that spoke anything positive to me at that time was my high school freshman English teacher and Mr. Klutzman, I Kluckman or something like that. And and I remembered that that moment. There was something in that moment for me. And it's just like that when we have inspiration or when somebody speaks something that connects to our destiny. It's like bam man, those things go off in our heart and they burn into us and they're with us forever. We remember them from then on. You can remember. I mean, I do. I don't know, maybe I'm just like, you know, I tell people I'm an encouragement junkie. I have to have like an ocean of encouragement coming into my life because I'm guess I'm needy that way. But I can remember every time somebody has spoken something to me at the right moment at the right time and it just it's with me forever. I remember it forever, good and bad. I mean, I can remember those things good and bad. But the point that I'm trying to make here is right now we're in a strategic moment. We've never been in a moment like this and it's a moment that we can't control. And so it gives us an opportunity to look for that voice, for that inspiration, for that idea, for that moment and to grab a hold of that thing and to see just what comes out of it. Those moments are so important. So we're here at this defining moment, and what's it going to be for you? What's it going to be for me? I have a choice to make. Am I going to freak out? Probably. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. Or am I going to see the reality that there could be a strategic defining moment in this moment that we're facing right now. And I believe that it's true. I know that just, you know, like I started streaming uh, on Facebook Live and on YouTube about a month ago. So, I mean, this is my fourth week. 
and I was doing it five days a week, which is pretty ambitious. But at by the way, it's at six p.m. And so now I'm doing it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that's so uh, the church, my church buddies, pastor buddies, they have their church services on Wednesday night. I don't need to be cluttering up the the live streams with my stuff when they got their thing going on. So I just back off. So, but I started you know four weeks ago doing this and. It's been an interesting, you know, I believe that it has helped me in developing my speaking ability because I realize, you know, I can look at the analytics and I can go back and analyze what I was doing at that moment in that stream and see how many people were connecting or how many people were leaving. And I do only have just a few people, you know, like I have, I don't know, maybe 30 to 50 people, 60 people on the stream at one time, but but then we'll have a thousand or two thousand views after it's over. But it's teaching me that in this moment I'm being redefined. I'm finding a new way to communicate. I'm telling more stories. I'm lighter. I'm funnier. I'm using my music in different ways and all of these things. So we can either sit around and worry about what we don't have and what we can't do. Or we can use these moments and let this the Kairos moment, the, the the defining moment of strategic opportunity, come to us and take advantage of it. So I'm going to stick with this theme for a while because I mean I have a lot of stories <laughs> that I can use. So that's one good thing about it. But I hope that you're taking advantage of these moments that you're not letting them pass by. You know, I believe that there are going to be marriages that are going to be different because of this. Some of them good, some of them bad. There are going to be uh, dad-daughter relationships and mom-son relationships that are going to be different because of this time, because we're forced to do some things that we wouldn't ordinarily do, such as be with each other, you know, I, one of the things I would love to see, it's just me and Sherry, and we do this by ourselves, but if I, if I was, if I had kids, one of the things that I would want to see in this time is simple. I want to see a family dinner. You know, my daughter, Amanda, she posted the other day, it's like, is this like the 400th meal that I've cooked this month, you know, kind of thing. And But I would like to just see that, you know, if it was me, if I was going back and looking at it, it's like, man, those are there's some cool stuff that happens around the dinner table that don't happen anywhere else, and the relationships are built and strengthened and all of those things. And one of the things I look forward to in getting out of this is Sherry and I, we entertain a lot. We have a lot of people over. I cook a lot, as you obviously know, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that again, so... Don't let these moments slip past. These are incredible moments of opportunity. And I'll see you back here again on The Real. Adios. Well, I feel all right, but I'm kind of bored. My friends are scared and they're starting to hoard. And I got them coronavirus blues.